You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Mo Brady. Artists around the country are still reeling in the aftermath of their shows closing preemptively. One of those performers is Adam Roberts, who was on the national tour of Miss Saigon until it unexpectedly closed in Florida. He joined me by phone to tell me how he learned about that news and what he's been doing in the two weeks since the tour had shuttered. Here's our conversation. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont+. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi. Would you introduce yourself and tell us where you're calling from today? Hi, Mo. My name is Adam Roberts, and I am calling from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which is where I'm originally from. And I'm kind of uh, cooped up with my parents as we endure this pandemic together. Right. Um, and where were you working until recently? So I've been on the National Broadway production of Miss Saigon for about a year and a half. And we were in Florida when the news sort of broke. Take us back to a few Thursdays ago when Broadway shut down. Sure. We finished the five show weekend out. So Sunday night was our last performance. And as we left, we were supposed to go to Atlanta the next week to play at the Fox, which is like a 4,000 seat venue. So we, up until like two days before we were supposed to go to Atlanta, you know, we had the green light. They were like, as far as we know, the Fox is still, is still having us come to perform uh, because the Barbara B. Mann Theater in Fort Myers, where we left off, they just had us do all the shows. And, you know, some of the audience members have thinned out. Some people wanted refunds and everything like that. But a lot of them still showed up. But then we finally got the news. We're like, okay, the Fox is, the Fox is canceled. And then our next city um, in Tampa had closed us down. But as far as we knew, they put us on a two-week hiatus. So we were like, okay, two weeks off. We'll reconvene in Orlando. And then during our first week off, we got we did a like a group company call. And they were like, you know... We didn't make this decision hastily, but we're going to have to cancel the remainder of the tour, which was going to wrap up in June, the end of June anyway. So three months prematurely, we closed down. So what were those performances like in Fort Myers over that weekend after Broadway shut down, after many of the tours had shut down, but you guys were still running? It was honestly the strangest, most eerie feeling. 
just having the knowledge, knowing that everything else was shutting down. And like day by day, we were getting doses of news being, you know, like this, this uh, network's tour closed down, this tour closed down. So we were like, we were literally the last man standing as far as the audiences were so appreciative because they kind of, they kind of knew what was going on worldwide. And so they were just, you know, small, but mighty, but we were kind of like, this seems a little irresponsible, a little negligent. Like we were thankful on a selfish note to still have a job and to still be getting, having the privilege to perform when so many people were out of work, but we felt like it was like a ticking time bomb and like it was only a matter of time before. The numbers kept dwindling as far as what the um, government was mandating was too large of a quantity of numbers. They were like, you know, groups of 500 or less and it was 100 or less. And then it became so small that we were like, this is crazy. But it really felt like a dream. We were like in limbo. We were doing this show. We were like, well, the world seems to be falling apart, but we're going to go on stage and perform this Saigon. It's the last night of the world. It, 100%. Appropriately so. Okay. So, and what were the discussions you were getting from company management or general management over the weekend as you guys are the last man standing? We were kind of at the mercy of these venues because, you know, I guess the CDC was suggesting certain things, but as far as, as far as we were concerned, we were still going to, you know, networks couldn't, couldn't can the show unless the venue, unless they were the ones that sort of pulled the plug. And like I said, up until the very end, a lot of them had you know, kind of held on for dear life. And we're going to try to eke out these shows, I guess, because they didn't want to lose the money and everything like that. But I think as the, the pandemic grew and everything kind of got more grim and serious and the numbers kind of came in of the rapid growth rate and everything of it. Um, but, you know, we were getting, we were just getting like moment by moment uh, updates. The, we would go to them and be like, hey, we read on the website, you know, the Fox that they're going to still proceed as planned. And then it was like, there'd be an update and they were like, guys, we can read, we're getting the updates too. So they would just kind of come to us like on an hour by hour basis. And we were like by our phones, by our computers, waiting for the email to come in being like, you know, we're going to scrap the tour. And throughout the weekend, we just kept showing up and doing it. And it felt really, it felt really strange. Were you changing the show at all? Like was like social distancing affecting the performance itself? People were taking precautions as much as we could, like our, our, you know, our stagehands and our, the people that were in charge of props and everything were wiping everything down profusely. But as far as like the show itself, like, you know, it's very hands-on, it's very tactile. We're, you know, we're lifting each other, we're touching each other. There's a lot of <laughs> snogging in the show, lots of kissing. I mean, the show itself was as is, but this was sort of like right on the cusp, right before things became, became very dire. You know what I mean? I feel like this was this was right before like social distancing was being urged, it was being suggested, but this is this is sort of like right before you know things hit the ceiling and they were like this. Everyone has to quarantine. Everyone has to stay inside. You know, social distancing. Yeah, this is like hands washing challenge weekend. One hundred percent. After Fort Myers, you're supposed to be in Atlanta, correct? And then they say that you're going to have an unexpected two-week hiatus. Yep. Have you had layoff weeks like that in the past? Or has yeah, your schedule been pretty stacked? We've been we've been running for such a long time now. We had we had some layoffs sort of like intermittently throughout. And actually after our Florida route, we were supposed to go into a two-week layoff. So as we left Fort Myers, we were like, okay, there's an unexpected two-week hiatus run now. We're gonna reconvene in Orlando, then do Miami, and then have another two-week layoff. But, you know, I think all of us knew, we kind of forecasted and predicted as we were watching the news. We're like, there's no way. There's no way this is going to happen. There's no way. And if Disneyland is closed in Orlando, there's no way we're going to go do Miss Saigon in a packed house. Mm -hmm. And then there was talk of, you know, potential makeup dates in the future, which I think some tours are doing. But, you know, our, our, our company managers and our 
producers and everything on the phone call, they were like, guys, you know, we can only kick the can down the down the road for so long before having to make this this big decision, you know. The problem with this is no one knows the timeline. You know, it's not like, okay, after a month, things will resume or we can shift things around. It could be a month, it could be half a year. You left like you would any other city? Like you like packed your trunk and you just yeah. left your stuff there? Yeah, it was, we left Fort Myers. You know, we it, we all kind of huddled up after the show because we think we knew we knew something was up. We knew there were a lot of question marks. Things were on the fence, so we kind of had like a group huddle. There were a few tears shed, just because it was things were so volatile. You know, we just didn't know what was going to happen. So we didn't get like an official goodbye. We didn't get like an an official farewell with each other or like one last you know uh, hug or anything like that. So we we packed our trunks, we packed our makeup cases, and we said goodbye for two weeks. And I think most of us thought that, you know, even if it was going to be longer than two weeks, we were going to be able to come back eventually to finish off the three months. Or, you know, we thought maybe we would miss the, the Florida circuit and we would reconvene in Syracuse and then go to Toronto for three weeks. I think we thought we would we would actually get to do the tail end of the tour, at least, to kind of finish it out, you know? Gosh, I guess we're like two and a half weeks out from that weekend. Um calm about it all how long did it take you to sort of mourn and move on i guess it's, i feel like it's like the five stages of grief you know where you're kind of like shocked and appalled and then you're like in denial and then you're sort of angry about it because you're like this isn't how my life was supposed to go this isn't you know especially because on tour you know that's your time to save some money and we had like this final three month push i was like oh you know the budgeting is really going to go into effect the finances are really going to get in order and now i'm like Whoop, okay so there's that you know and then there's like the whole there's like the acceptance at the end where it's like okay this is a real these are the real facts of life this is this is what's actually going down so it's sort of taking that and uh just i guess trying to make the most of it you know it's and again it's like the whole world's going through this so it's not just show business you know it's it's not just uh i'm trying not to look at it so selfishly it's like people are dying this is like a real thing so Take us through the journey that you have been on since you left Florida. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to find the 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 balance, the marriage of you know allowing some time to rest and sort of recoup and uh, kind of look inward and figure figure some things out, kind of reflect, but also staying productive, staying active, both both physically and you know in, in creation. I feel like this is such a an amazing opportunity and platform to sort of make some art. And um, I've been working on original music for a while. And sorry, where's where is that? Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yeah, how long are you gonna be in South Carolina? Do you know? I have no idea. I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I knew. I'm just trying to take it one day at a time and just playing it by ear. Special thanks to Adam Roberts for sharing his stories with us today. The ensemblist was produced today by me, Mo Brady. There are two great ways you can be helping The Ensemblist right now. One is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and the other one is by becoming a Patreon member. You can do that at patreon.com slash theensemblist. Please follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or at our home on Broadway Podcast Network. You can find us and all of our BPN cohorts there at bpn.fm. And follow us on Instagram, where we are sharing the stories of talented artists working in theater ensembles and dealing with the coronavirus epidemic. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Hi. 
Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.